millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. WWE's continued dedication to stockpiling talent means that it could be harder than ever for workers to get out of their deals if they're unhappy, or just feel like trying their luck somewhere else. In short, they'd have to go to pretty extreme measures to wiggle out of them, sort of like the examples set here. I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 WWE stars who pretty much asked to be fired. Number 10. Austin Aries Austin Aries' WWE run was a classic case of wrong time, wrong company. When news broke that the 205 Live Man had been released in July 2017, some reason that Austin must have simply asked for his contract to be terminated. Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer soon jumped on the case, however, revealing that Aries was far from popular behind the scenes in WWE amongst management, and that he didn't actually ask to be let go. Both parties were happy with the result, though, let's make that clear. Aries hadn't exactly been thrilled with his lot in the promotion, and WWE seemed to view the former TNA and Ring of Honor standout as the kind of worker who was just lucky to be there. It was a toxic situation, and one that was probably never going to work. If Aries, as Meltzer's sources claimed, was a pain in the ass to WWE officials behind the scenes, then he couldn't have been surprised when his contract was eventually torn to shreds. They were never going to stomach hassle from somebody that was, well, being honest, little more than a utility man in the grand scheme of things. Number 9. Big Cass Well, at least Aries wasn't as big a hassle as Big Cass. Ha! <laughs> Man, you can keep that one. By his own admission, Enzo Amore's old running buddy was a bit immature during his stint in WWE, but he was struggling with depression and used alcohol to try and cope. Obviously, that was never going to work long term, especially as his employers saw him as a problem to solve rather than a struggling human to help. Since being released in June 2018, Cass has admitted that WWE were right to let him go, and he doesn't harbor any ill will towards the company for doing so. He was crippled with anxiety and definitely didn't help himself by ignoring Vince McMahon-led booking directives a la that mini Daniel Bryan skit, or just acting like a jerk on the road. Things came to a head when WWE decided that Cass's behavior was too much, and terminated his deal 48 hours after a Money in the Bank 2018 loss to Daniel Bryan. Cass, who once seemed to have the entire world at his feet, ended up causing his own downfall. At least he looks like he's been putting in the hard graft during lockdown, though, because look at that beef! Number 8. Robbie McAllister 
Attention all WWE workers! Do not appear in the crowd at episodes of AEW Dynamite, and certainly don't get snapped by cameras if you do unless you fancy getting the old heave-ho from WWE. Just ask ex-WWE tag wrestler Robbie McAllister. The former Highlander was shown taking in a TNA taping at the old Impact Zone in Orlando shortly before WrestleMania 24 in March 2008. TNA bizarrely even ran a nameplate graphic for Robbie albeit one that used his real name and noted that he was a WWE wrestler. They didn't do the guy any favors there, did they? Or maybe they did. Later, Robbie told Slam Sports that he was unhappy in WWE, and that this was kind of my way to get fired. Subconsciously, he wanted his release but wasn't quite ready to outright ask for it. Appearing on TNA programming was seemingly some unspoken bid for freedom. Number 7. The Iron Sheik and Jim Duggan Wrestling has changed, but you likely already knew that. Nowadays, heels and babyfaces ride together all the damn time and nobody gives a toss. Why would they? These are men and women playing fictional parts in a worked business. Things were a little bit different back in the late 1980s, though. Even amidst the WWF's national expansion and cartoonish rebrand of wrestling's old traditions. So Vince McMahon had to make an example of somebody when the Iron Sheik and Jim Duggan were arrested in May 1987, on a DUI charge and for being off their faces on cocaine and marijuana respectively. Worse, both men were feuding with one another on television when police pulled them over. And that was simply unacceptable. Sheik was released and never recaptured his former glories when he did return. And Duggan was briefly punished before plodding on like nothing had happened. A few years later, nobody gave a crap about two wrestlers traveling together on the road. But the specific drug charges probably did nothing for the WWF's family-friendly image. Number 6. The Ultimate Warrior now, this has nothing to do with the time Warrior strong-armed Vince McMahon into giving him more money so he'd perform at SummerSlam 1991. That certainly didn't help, mind, and did lead to a lengthy suspension. But 1996's saga is somehow more interesting. Listening to the likes of Jim Ross talk about what Warrior was like to deal with around that time on his Grilling JR podcast is eye-opening stuff. Warrior was a gigantic nuisance who seemed to believe his brand was way more powerful than the WWF as a whole, and that he could do what he wanted without repercussions, which always works out for the best. Before a scheduled pay-per-view match in 96, he missed several other live events and claimed he was taking time off to grieve his father's death. According to Ross and Bruce Pritchard, Vince found that hard to stomach because Warrior had never been particularly close to his dad and hadn't seen him in 10 years. Later, both parties came to verbal blows when Warrior criticized the WWF for selling merchandise, including a comic book branded with his name and likeness. The whole situation was just a messy mix of ego and posturing, which is likely what you expect with the personalities involved. Number 5. Enzo Amore As a loose follow-up to the Robbie McAllister entry, all WWE talent should also take note of the following. Do tell the company if anything happens in your personal life that you think might sound worse as second or third-hand information. Just ask ex-cruiserweight champion and pint-sized motormouth Enzo Amore all about that. His story is more colorful than those outfits. Amore neglected to tell WWE about an ongoing sexual harassment and assault case against him that began in October 2017. Three months later, when the company found out, they immediately went into defense mode, cited a zero-tolerance policy against such matters, and suspended Enzo's contract before terminating it completely 24 hours later. 
Enzo denied the allegations and claimed he didn't know about the investigation until it was made public knowledge. But that wasn't good enough for WWE. They were rightly annoyed that Amore hadn't clued them in on something so serious that would no doubt damage the organization's public image. And his WWE career was no more. Number 4. Buff Bagwell on the surface, Buff Bagwell should have no doubt been a success in the company when they acquired contracts from the shell of WCW. He had a great look, charisma for days, and name value with fans from his days in the NWO. Four months on from agreeing to join the WWF though, Buff was fired for <clears throat> various reasons. Jim Ross has said several times in interviews that Bagwell's mother, Judy, plagued WWF officials with phone calls about her son's travel arrangements and general booking. Then there was an altercation between Buff and Shane Helms backstage that was blamed pretty much exclusively on Bagwell. Then there were also doubts about his overall skills anyway. Not a great combo. It was only a matter of time for the former WCW favorite. His face didn't fit in with the WWF and Buff himself didn't do much to ease that by reportedly acting like he was the next coming of Hulk Hogan. Speaking of which, number 3, Hulk Hogan. Sorry Buff, but 2020 Hulk Hogan is the real attempted rebirth of Hulk Hogan. WWE don't muck about when it comes to PR or appeasing wealthy sponsors. In today's PC-driven world, anything that might soil the corporate sheen is swiftly dealt with. That's why Hogan was deleted from company history for a while after news of racist remarks he made filtered into the public domain. On the 24th of July 2015, WWE ripped up Hogan's ambassador-style contract and distanced themselves from everything to do with his likeness, history, or career. In the summer of 2015, Hogan's name was Mud, and WWE wanted nothing to do with him. Hulk had to know this was coming when the company learned what had happened years earlier. As soon as WWE were made aware of the incriminating evidence, they were always going to act decisively and without thought for how many magical moments Hogan had etched into the history books. But here we are in 2021, and Hogan is hosting Mania 37 alongside Titus O'Neil. You just couldn't write this stuff. Number 2. Nails his dark, twisted glare, that kayfabe backstory of violence and psychopathic behavior, the way he worked differently to almost everyone else on screen. It was all terrifying for a youngster when it came to the early 90s force known as Nails. Then he had to go and balls things up by attacking Vince McMahon in his office. Bret Hart wrote in his autobiography that he heard loud crashes coming from down the hall backstage one day. That was Nails chucking Vinnie Mac around the room like an empty jacket, and it led to his immediate dismissal. Obviously, one can't physically attack their boss without consequences after all. Seriously, don't try it. In a wrongful termination case, Nails alleged that McMahon had sexually assaulted him and stiffed him on payoffs. Vince and the WWF denied each and every charge, however, and the suits were eventually dropped. There was no going back for the orange jumpsuit-wearing nightmare after he laid hands on the WWF's leader, especially once he testified against the company during the subsequent steroid trial. Number 1. Xavier Woods Xavier Woods is 100% unique because he literally did suggest being fired by WWE. I know, madness. On New Day's Feel the Power podcast, Woods told the world that he marched into Vince McMahon's office one day dressed as nails and okay, no, he didn't do that. Instead, Xavier strutted into the boss man's realm and asked for change. He was worried that the group's initial babyface presentation was going nowhere and would sink his chances of becoming a WWE success. McMahon wouldn't hear it though. 
he didn't think that Kofi Kingston could be taken seriously as a heel, and he wasn't going to let some underneath guy who was third-wheeling the faction anyway tell him any different. That's when Woods said that he should be fired if he, Kofi, and Big E couldn't make a heel turn work. So that means you'd literally be fired, Vince asked. Xavier said yes and offered to give up his spot to one of 70 guys in NXT who were hungry for an opportunity on the main roster if it didn't hit. As if accepting a bet he'd be sure to win, McMahon said they could give it a try but reminded Woods that his contract was on the line. But your boys delivered the goods and went on to become arguably the most successful unit in WWE history. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.